Good morning, praise God. We are awake and alive, and we have breath to declare Jesus today. So I just thank you, Lord, for that. Today I was <clears throat> reading um, in the Word, and I just got an unction. I've been in the Old Testament to go to the New Testament, so I was like, Galatians. I don't know why, but Galatians was the one. And as I was reading Galatians, I got to the first two, one to two verses in the first book of Galatians, the first chapter, sorry. And I was like, that's what it is. That's what the Holy Spirit's been saying to me. Birthdays. This is where I wanted to start birthdays. We, as Jesus followers, get very caught, er, that's poor English. (laughs) We get caught up in our birthdays. And I know that some people can make a huge fiesta or party or celebration of their birthday. And there's, you know, there's joy in, in knowing and celebrating the day that God chose us to come into this world to do his work. But there's also a little bit of things that we need to talk about with, with the birthday. And I had gotten this revelation during the the year, uh, last year, I think it was when there was different birthdays coming up and we would celebrate and it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But I think when we continue to celebrate birthdays, we often go back to the old man and celebrate the old ways. So we can look at it this way. Our birthday is a wonderful day. We, the Lord chose our soul to come in and our spirit to this world for a purpose. And that was the day, however, the, however it worked out, that we came out <laughs> and we start, started as babes, right? But I hardly ever hear Jesus Fowlers talk about their new birth the day or the season or the time that a new birth came upon them and to celebrate their new birth. A lot of times we go back to the old birth. And when we read in John 3, it makes a little bit more sense. And this is Jesus talking to Nicodemus about being born again. And it says in John 3, starting at 2, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so let's pause there a moment. Jesus is like, unless he's born again, Nicodemus is like an older man. He's an older priest in the Jewish community at this time. And he's telling him to be born again. Think about that for a moment, to be born again. So think about your birthday. And Jesus is talking about another birthday that you're born again. So he's not, he doesn't default back to the old ways. He's talking about a new birth to be born again. Jesus answered him and he said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
wow. So when we are born again, there's a new kingdom we see. There's a new kingdom. There's a new hierarchy. Our spiritual eyes are open. Our ears are open. And we are truly born again. We are not of the nature of the flesh that we are born into. Do we understand that? When we're born again, we're not born We are born into one, into the body of Christ. We are not born again into a race or into a culture or into a language. We have a new birth, a new day, a new time, and a new kingdom to embrace. All the old ways pass away. They're burned up. They're done. Christ did it on the cross for us. And so verse 4 says, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So this is a great question. I think this is where Jesus followers get caught up in the natural and they can't see things in the spiritual. This was a very literal question that Nicodemus had. And a lot of times I hear questions and commentary and things like that from Jesus followers that are quite literal and they're not stepping over and it kind of exposes the possibility that they don't have a rebirth because it's not like the milk scenario or analogy that Paul talks about, you know, why are you should be eating meat by now? You're still drinking milk. I mean, maybe, but it's more like, what is the evidence of your new birth? Are you aware that there's a spiritual birth because you went from perishing to eternity to in Christ, but that your soul continues to be saved. Are you aware that now you're in a new kingdom? There's a new time. There's a new stamp on you. There's not this, let me look back at my mother and think, gosh, how does that work? Your mother was a vessel for you, but she was not your creator, if that makes sense. God created you. So we've got to move past that natural way of thinking, that fleshy way, that, that lazy way. This is why we got to study the word and the Holy Spirit will teach us. He will lead us into all truth, John 14. And the book of John in itself is great if someone doesn't know where to start. So verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Wow. So there's a lot there, and some people can interpret that. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be baptized in water and the Spirit. I don't believe that that's what Jesus had specifically meant there. But he is talking about a new birth. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. He enters into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So when people continue to glorify themselves through their earthly birthdays, okay, we can glorify the Lord that that was the day he set us on a destination course of kingdom work. 
I mean, we still had to go through a new birth and everything, but we can glorify the Lord in that day, but not ourselves because that was our old nature and our old flesh. We can honor the Lord in that time. But Jesus is saying that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So when we continue to, as Jesus followers, focus more on our first natural flesh birth than our spiritual rebirth, we're missing the point. And perhaps there's no conversion or new birth. And perhaps there is no kingdom of God living in that person. That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit... God is so good. When he poured out his Holy Spirit, he poured it out. So the Holy Spirit stays with us. Those who continue to read in his word, I believe that. And those who, no matter where they are on their spectrum of growth and baptisms and stuff, if they're continuing to push into the Lord's word, I believe the Holy Spirit stays with them and starts teaching them along the way, even in sin. So... Jesus says here again, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So that is amazing because the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is. So you know, you can hear the sound of a born again. Jesus Fowler. You can hear the sound of the kingdom of God through our voices, through the things we do, the things we say, the, the, the life of Christ, the Holy Spirit in us that echoes off the walls, echoes through the air. You can hear it. It's like the wind. But what, it, what he says is, you don't know where it comes from. So we can't go back to the origins of self, culture, ethnicity. I mean, those things are awesome. It was a part of God's creation, but we are a new creation in the Lord. We are a new creation. There is a new birth. And it pains my heart just to see that for so many years, as Jesus Fowlers, I just don't hear about the celebration of their new birth. It's like we've taken it for granted. Like, oh yeah, well, yeah, I accepted Jesus. Did you, did you, you, you accepted Jesus? Because I think it's a miracle that we even can receive and it's only by grace and faith alone. So that was something, um, that was highlighted that we need to be celebrating our new birth. And I've heard people say, well, I don't really have a big moment, Brooke. I don't have that moment where I knew that I had this new birth. It just was always so. I was raised in the church. Okay, so that's a conversation someone should have with the Lord. Like, Lord, am I truly born again? When was my conversion? What is the evidence of my conversion? Because the evidence of conversion, there's no going back. You you just love Jesus. You love Jesus. You speak Jesus. You that is the only thing that you get up for every day and the old nature the old ways they systematically and throughout time they continue to shed and shed and shed and they're so lackluster and uninteresting and it's all about God's word and the kingdom 
and you just continue to grow and grow and grow and your fervor for your job in this time continues to be illuminated. And when people, when Jesus followers say, I don't have a moment or a time or a, I question their conversion and their, and their new birth. I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm not even going into that part of it, but I do question it because we should have a time that we knew for sure. We called out to God and we, we are new creations. Now I don't have a specific day that I can remember where I knew for sure I was a new creation uh, because I think it's by God's grace and his mercy that he lets us know. And I don't think, I think in pride and in arrogance, we can just assume our rebirth. We can just be like, well, I accepted Jesus and I go to church. And so I'm reborn. But during the rest of the week, I give Jesus maybe five, five minutes in the morning, maybe, maybe not. I'm involved in secular things, meaning I, I, I've got people I talk with that are just not following the Lord. I've got conversations. I've got work. Oh boy, I better not bring up the name Jesus at work. I can't do that. I'll get fired. And, you know, so it's those mindsets that tell me, mm, is this person really reborn? And I've seen these types of mindsets, these re- deep rooted traditional mindsets in people young and in people old. And I've still discerned there's no evidence of a rebirth for them. I don't, um, that's just where, that's where I just keep it. I don't focus so much on, well, they're not saved or they're saved. Like, no, there's just no evidence. I can just tell you there's no evidence of your rebirth and you need to take it back to the Lord. Go to John three. And even in, uh, John six, where, um, there is scripture that talks about God draws his people. God draws his people to him. <clears throat> and there's just, to me, it's a miracle that, that we can't, it's nothing we can do. <laughs> there's nothing we can do. Um, we can receive, but I even think in receiving Christ and the love of God and his mercy and grace, we can posture our heart, but I still believe it's a miracle of God that actually flips the switch to full on receive. If he, I think if the Lord sees that you're willing to go there, that you want to die to this flesh, he will allow you to receive. I don't think because then it's not through his grace or by faith. If we can just unction enough thought and head knowledge to receive. It's only by the miracle of God that we can receive. And so when I was reading in Galatians, so to circle back to the birthday thing, Paul greets the Galatians and he says, Paul, this is Galatians 1, an apostle. So he's like, my name's Paul, I'm an apostle, but I'm not from men nor through man. So Paul right then and there throws off his identity, um, his previous identity. He's not saying, because there is, I think, I don't know if it's in Romans or wherever in his letters, he's, uh, he, he was talking about who his former nature was and he was a Jew of Jew and circumcised on the eighth day. 
So you can see right here where Paul has shed that and he's fully embraced who he is. And he says, I'm not from man nor through man. So think about this. When you're born, you come through man. Well, you come through a woman, but it's through man. You know, God created you, but you're born through the man. But Jesus says, but when you have a new birth, you are no long, you are in the kingdom of God. You are of Christ. You are of the spirit. You have a new identity. You're no longer through man. The old man has died. The flesh has died. So this is not from man nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God, the father who raised him from the dead. So because Christ come and because he lived a perfect sinless life and atoned for us through the flesh, through our sin nature, his perfect atoning blood, he was the sacrificial lamb. He is the only escape route <laughs> to eternity, okay? And he was raised from the dead. So he was the first born in the new creation, right? And so Paul right here is identifying himself that way. So, so th let's just take it like that's how we have to identify ourselves. It's not like, oh, my name's Brooke and I was born July 1st and that's my birthday. No. And I even think like we have new names that we could pray about, right? Because our names are our earthly names that we were given in the flesh, but think about when we're reborn, everything is reborn, even a name. Some people I've heard, some people even pray like, Lord, what's my new name? I had, I've had different dreams about people calling me Abigail. And I was listening um, to my dreams recently too. And another one was Rebecca. So I don't know, you know, but I did have specifically um, where I was told I was Abigail. And that actually did resonate with me when you read about Abigail and King David. So God's good. And, um, we have a new birth in Christ. So my prayer is Lord, that you would show anyone who's listening to this, that they are a new creation in Christ. And you would highlight them the absolute desire to worship you, Lord, and to be grateful and praise you in the new birth and that we no longer put on those old garments that first birth when we were born in the flesh lord that we will no longer put on those garments lord that even if we know the day that we were actually born lord we know that it's not our eternal life that only through your resurrection your death and resurrection jesus that we were born again and we just declare john 3 just understanding that we have to be born again not of the flesh, but of the spirit to inherit the kingdom of God, to see the kingdom of God, Lord. So let us celebrate the seasons, the times, the years, Lord, because your word says one day is a thousand years and a thousand years one day. You don't focus specifically, Lord, on that day, Lord. Let us focus on you and, and celebrate you and our new birth and your workings, Jesus. And that is the only thing 
that we should be celebrating. So when it comes to those days that we realize our natural births, Lord, let us just glorify you in those days. And thank, thank God for giving us an opportunity to come and do the work. Do the work. Share the gospel. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So yes, we were born for a purpose. And it wasn't just to live secular. Matthew 24, 14. I love this verse. It says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Y'all, we have a job to do. We are kingdom workers. We kingdom mindset. We have a new birth. Celebrate your new birth. Write about your new birth. Pray about your new birth. Think about your new birth. A new creation, new mindset. All the old ways are shed off. All the old ways are shed. All the old ways are shed. Help, help you to see that. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit can help you to see that because I feel like it's resonating with some people today because the Holy Spirit just keeps highlighting that, highlighting that, and highlighting that, and I need to be obedient to it and just get it out. So praise God. Praise God a new birth. In Jesus' name, amen.